This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha! Remember me, old chum? Jolly Welcome to the Two-Headed Nerd comic book podcast, first and only Facebook talk show. We call it THN Cover to Cover, and it happens every Saturday. This one just so happens to be happening on Saturday, June 9th, and you would think I'm getting paid every time I say happening. We do it every Saturday from 1130 to 1230 Central Standard Time, where Joey and I are talking all things comics and nerd related with you guys live. And then every once in a great while, we like to rope in a third head. He's sitting right across me right now. His name's Willie Toots. You might know him better. It's Jared Savitas. What's up, everybody? Toots time and all that. We got Joe Patrick on the mobile ziggurat. Say hello, Joseph. Hey, it's me, Joe Patrick. All right. I'm going to make him a little louder. He's kind of quiet. There we go. Turn up the Joe. And we're going to get right into it. You can always call us at 402-819-4894, or if you're watching us on Facebook, which is a great place to listen along so you can like talk smack about the last person that called or whatever, you can click the little call now button there. It'll connect you directly with us. And if you don't have time to do any of that, or maybe you've got a life or shit going on on Saturday mornings, you can always just call us, leave a message, or send us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. Before we get started here, though, Joey... I need you to reset the question of the week. Oh, shits. I'm not prepared. <laughs> it's in the script. It's in the bottom of the script. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, shits. The current question? I'll do it. This week's no, I got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got it. I got it. This week's question comes from Joe Bankus, a.k.a. Casual Comics Guy on the forums. He was inspired by the gritty reboots topic from a couple weeks ago. He wants to know. What series deserves a lighthearted reboot? Batman went from a silly but earnest character in the 60s to a dark Avenger. Iron Man once wore rocket-powered roller skates. All my favorite heroes used to push Hostess fruit pies in the pages of my favorite comics. Everything and everyone is dark and gritty. Which character would you like to see get a lighthearted and comical representation in comics or on screen? Okay, there it is. We're set up. We're ready to roll. And what's this? Blah, 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 blah. Someone's calling. <laughs> Thank you for calling. J.H. Young, cover to cover. Caller, who this? Good morning, nerds. David Robbins here. David Robbins actually hit us before the show even started in what can only be a coup or a shot across. J.D. got to catch them all's bow. Way to go, David. Hey, you said, you said 1130. <laughs> <laughs> I did say 1130. It is true. <laughs> He's hungry for it. What do you want to rap about today, brother? Well, I got a couple of uh, quick things. Number one, uh, if anyone has a chance, uh, if it's playing in your area, go see Heather's The Musical. (laughs) I just saw it here in Milwaukee last night, and it was creepy and dark and hilarious. I heard it's wonderful. I heard it's absolutely wonderful. I bet it's awesome. Yeah, it it was a lot of fun. I I don't know the movie, uh, but I really enjoyed the show. So if it's playing near you, go see it. You need to see the movie now. The movie was fan-fucking-tastic. It's oh. sitting on my hard drive now. Oh, my God. It made me <laughs> fall in love with Winona Ryder as a child. Ooh, she was wonderful. Um, the, other, the, the main thing I want to talk about, I'm about an hour removed from having watched the pilot of Cloak & Dagger. Okay. How do you um, feel? I really enjoyed it. It's good. I heard good things. I heard it's re- really yeah. good. I heard really good things. 
Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm familiar with them, but I don't know their backstory very well. Okay. And the show was dark and creepy, and you immediately, you know, unlike uh, Inhumans, you immediately feel for both of these characters and are pulling for them, like right from the jump. You kind of make it sound like once you got into Inhumans, you cared for them, but that was not true. <laughs> uh, to, to tell the truth, I have about four episodes still sitting on my DVR because I've got better things to do with my time than watch it, even though because I'm a completionist, a completionist, I will watch them at some point. Yeah. You're more of an abused spouse than a completionist, it sounds I, like. So. I hear you, David. I force myself to watch all six of those piece of crap episodes. I was worried about yeah. Cloak and Dagger. To me, since it was on Freeform, I guess, I kind of uh, was worried that it was going to be a little too uh, tweeny. Yeah, oh, definitely not. I will say like, Freeform. But you know what? It's, you got to look at not what network it's on, but what the production company is. Yes. Okay. And just because it ho- it's on a home on Freeform doesn't mean it's Pretty Little Liars. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, there's that. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in watching that Sirens show the, about the mermaid. Yeah. The monster mermaid. It seems crazy. And that doesn't look very. Well, Freeform is yeah. no longer ABC Family. They took the family right. out of the name and now it's yeah, just Yeah, they Freeform. needed to. My wife was. My wife is a pretty. PLL person, and so she'd be watching that, and I'm like, "This is on a family." That's network? cool guy talk for Pretty Little Liars. What's by going the way, on? Which Jared yeah. secretly loves. <laughs> uh, Listen, my, my I, I have my favorite PLL girl, dude. I have my favorite girl. I would say that the shows on Freeform, they've definitely they're more mature. It's no longer like all ages type stuff. You know, right. I, I totally forgot this was happening, and I'm going to watch it tonight. We talked it, about it. Well, in the there's, actually, show. there's two out already. Oh really? Whoa! Yeah, it was two hours. One on Thursday, one on Friday. Oh, that's weird. Bang and gone. Oh really? They both aired. They both aired on Thursday uh, here for me. Oh, yeah. It's so weird because yeah, uh, I missed it on Thursday. Checked the DVR and it was available uh, again at noon on Friday, followed by another one Friday night. Weird. Two issue miniseries, baby. So are they sticking with it? Like, let us know. Are they going like all in? This is the cloak and dagger we know. So it's a um, really slow build so far. Like nobody's running around in costume. They're just they're just kind of discovering their powers in the first two hours. Well, yeah. they're not going to put that girl in that costume anyways. Oh right? no, there's no. Frankly, I'd be kind of that goes all the way across her breasts and <laughs> it's, down to it's, her. Like, I love I love the I love the costume, and not because it's hypersexualized, but I just. I think it's a cool, it's stylized cool from the 80s. Right. You know, but if you saw a 16 year old girl wearing that, you'd be like, Jesus, we're all going to jail. I know. (laughs) know. Yeah, pretty much. Um, And they do change the origin. uh, In the comics, they were, um, they were like experimented on with some experimental drug. Well, they were drug addicts themselves. Yeah, it was all about drugs, dude. That original, the original four piece by Leonardo, drawn by Leonardo, it was all about drugs. So cool. But they were, yeah. They were drug addicts. Who wrote it? And like bad guy gave them Bill Mantlo. I, I want that's what I wanted to say whether it was Mantlo. Bad guy gave them Poor crazy dude. drugs that gave them their powers. And yeah, and yeah, I, there there's still a lot of drug themes in this, um, but they they did slightly change the origin so it's no longer like an eighties after school special. Okay. Um yeah. uh, both leads are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there's a li- there's a little bit of like grumpy old man triggers where it's like, oh my God, don't teens don't talk like that. <laughs> do teens really talk like that? Yes, Joe, they do. Uh, and yeah, they probably do, but it only happened like once or twice. David, you're a teenager. Really do teenagers me. still talk like that? Uh, I'm not a teenager. You're the oldest teenager we know. What are you talking about? Come on, man. 
Uh, okay, if you call almost 40 a teenager. Yeah, but, no, you're right. the world's oldest teenager. Yeah, you're the you're world's like oldest teenager. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really good. Well, hey, you know, I, I do do a lot of theater work in high schools, but no, I do not hear teenagers talk like that. Okay, fair enough. I mean, that's, you know, that can be an artifact of the writing. So you have an adult writing room that wants kids to sound smarter. And, you know, it's an old Hollywood thing. <laughs> you always had like the wisecracking six-year-old girl, you know, who's like way too smart for her age. That's, that's why I hate it. I, 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 will, I will say that teens do handle themselves and talk a lot more intelligently than we ever did. Oh, yeah. That's true. Oh, absolutely. That's why, like, David Hogg scared the hell out of me. Not because he's anti-gun, but because it's like, was I supposed to be that smart in high school? Like, Jesus Christ. Right. That kid's fucking yeah. brilliant. You blew it, Bob. <laughs> you blew it. Like, I was Hang an idiot. I was still melting G.I. Joe guys <laughs> and trying to get high off the fumes, you know? Like, <laughs> uh, kids are forced to grow up way faster than we ever had to. That's true. It's true. David, thank you. Do uh, you have anything else? Well, I'm I sorry. I do, I do. Um, we, I didn't get a chance to call in uh, when you had your solo discussion. Okay. Um, and and this is a kind of that, but this is a tangent off of that. I enjoyed it. Didn't know why I needed it, but it was an enjoyable film. And yes, Donald Glover stole every scene he's in. Totally. Um, to go off of that, uh, your Boba Fett movie discussion. Mm -hmm. I don't really need one, but think of this. <laughs> what if instead of a Boba Fett backstory, because we already had that, we get a movie about the guy that crawled out of the Sarlacc pit. Yes. That yes. reexamines what he's doing and decides he's going to go put the Mandalorians back together. Okay. This is exactly what I, a conversation that I had just the other day with some people that are like, no, I don't, I don't need it. I don't want it. And honestly, the Boba Fett background at this point, as we know it, is so toxic, they can't touch it anyway. You we don't need it. You, we don't need it. And you can't tell us a, like, a good story about Django Fett's kid Boba growing up with dad, you know, who happens to be a clone and shit. And like, it, you just can't leave it. They just already leave did that, that alone. We, they did that in the Clone Wars. We don't need animated it. Animated series let's anyways. Do, let's do this story of him putting the Mandalorians back together and him lying to them that yes, he is Django Fett's son, that he was, uh, he was uh, like left behind, abandoned, whatever. Nobody knows that he's a clone. And if you want to touch that sometime down the line, that there's a coup within the Mandalorians because they find out he's the clone and not Trueborn, there's another sequel for you. Awesome. I am 100% into that. I hope the movie opens with the Sarlacc pit and Boba Fett crawls out. That would be Absolutely. ass. That would be cool. I'd be totally down for that. I've got a lot I of feelings about it. a good about, section uh, of the story that that uh, we can have a little fill in. That's another side story that isn't uh, Skywalkers or anything else that touches. And it really doesn't need to affect things, but it can be him observing the events in later films totally. or in, totally. or in, 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 you know, the, the pieces in between. It can also be a chance to let us know what counts because all that shit happened yes. in books and comics that we don't know if they have any relevancy whatsoever in the Star Wars universe. Absolutely. And I'm fine with that. Oh, and, and don't give me this like, oh, I, we don't need any more I, movies. I, yeah, we do. We need to know what counts so we can actually have these discussions. <laughs> and I was a little uh, disappointed that uh, instead of, or that, that with Maul showing up at the end of Solo, that it maybe wasn't a, a lead in to uh, Shizor and the Black Sun. Ooh. That would be cool. I, but does that even count? I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's it's, just it's it. Shadows, and they they didn't really wipe out the in between stories 
from canon. They, they wiped out pre-New Hope, and they wiped out post-Return of the Jedi. But because Shadow, because we're where Shadow takes place, we don't know if that's actual canon. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And we need to know. It, like, tell us. We need to know what counts so we can stop fighting about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are people really still fighting oh, about it, though? Absolutely. I had a big fight oh. about this at work the other day. <laughs> um, the actress that plays uh, Rose in, in uh, Last Jedi was driven off of social media because of these asshole uh, Legends uh, fanboys. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. The, it, the, the, like, I'm a fanboy of a lot of things, but... I I hope I never come across as as toxic as some of these people are. You know, we we are the people that were ostracized in in right. high school right. for liking this stuff, and now we're treating other people like that. Right now, it's that no it's no different than than now, kids getting bullied and becoming bullied. Now that it's cool to be a nerd, all of a sudden we've turned into the jocks. You know, that are going after it other sucks. nerds and shit. And if you can't put a separation between an actor and a character in a movie, you need to be fucking medicated. Okay, Absolutely. because you're dangerous. It's that Absolutely. simple. Yeah, uh, Ryan Johnson took to Twitter to address that, and he said, like, he got into it with a guy who was equating the two things as though they were the same, like harassing Kelly Marie Tran and criticizing a character they didn't like in a movie. Right. Yeah. It's like if you can't, and he said, like, if you can't tell the difference, then. There's no point in even talking yeah, to you. I'm fine with saying anyone who says, look, I hated Rose. I didn't like that storyline. I don't like the character. That's fine. By all means, have that. Please bag on that all day. You have the right to do so. You do not have the right to go after the person right. that played it. Because yep. you're telling me if they came that to is- you and they said, hey, shithead, would you like to play this character in the Star Wars movie? You'd be like, no way. I'm going to stand on my laurels and mm-hmm. say I would never do it. Fuck you. You're an idiot. You're right. That is a person who, yes, they worked for it because they, they trained as an actor. They, they did all this, but they won the jackpot. Mm-hmm. As Kevin Smith says, they get to make pretend for a living. Yes. And, and who yeah. among us wouldn't want to go make pretend for a living? Right. Write a, write a comic, write a novel, make a movie, star in a uh, film, uh, create a video game. Who among us wouldn't want to do that? Absolutely. And they have no right to treat those people like crap. I have no interest in a new Jared Leto Joker movie whatsoever. I completely understand why he is doing it, and it's probably going to be a lot of fun to make. I'm not going to give a shit about right. it, and I'm not going to go after Jared Leto because he's a good actor. He's just making a right. bad choice, okay? <laughs> and it doesn't matter how long you've been a fan of something or how much you know about something. I've been reading comic books literally my entire life. It doesn't give me the right to look down on anybody for having a more casual attachment to it or for liking things that I don't like. No. Or to go after creators for creating books I don't like on a personal level. It also doesn't it doesn't do any good for criticism. It doesn't do any it doesn't make anybody it doesn't make fans look good. It just it's just horrible. All you need is three words. Agree to disagree. Yeah. And grow up. That's it. Oh, two more. Grow up. Come on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. David, thank right, you for your call, I won't take up any more of your time, guys. No, that was fantastic. Thank you, sir. You're quite welcome. I'm going to try take and call easy, in more David. often. I, I've, I've had some uh, things happening on Saturday morning, so I haven't had a chance, but I will endeavor to call more often. I understand. Please do. We appreciate it, buddy. All right. Take care, guys. Talk to you later. See, See you later. The phone lines are open, 402-819-4894. We would love to hear from you if you have solo thoughts. There's lots of them going on still. I've got a couple. And I've gotten... Let's get into your solo thoughts. Let's go. Here's my solo thoughts. Here's what I think would have made that movie over the top, super badass, awesome. Okay. Is either bookending it 
Okay, never mind. I'll, uh, we'll, I'll get in. Shell we'll get into it for it. now. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? It's Brian Domingos. Brian Domingos. Dingo. How are we today, sir? Good. What's going on, guys? We're just kicking it. We're hanging out. We're kicking it. We were talking about toxic Star Wars fans and shit. But now that you're here, we can change the subject. Yeah, you always bring up something else. I'm yeah, a, and I he's did. He's always like, screw what you guys were talking about. How about this? What do you want to get into today, Brian? <laughs> yeah, that's mostly because I can't leave my house to see movies. So I'm always like eight months behind. You so, still got yeah, the, you still got worry the about it, on? Who cares? Um, who cares? You still but got the whole yeah, arrest ankle it. it on. Is that what it is? <laughs> I, I just, you know, I just can't. I, I, it's just, it's hard to get out of the house sometimes. I understand. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty into the, uh, the new uh, Vertigo announcements. I don't know if you guys talked about that yet. Absolutely. I've got them all called up right here. And man, I, I'm just, we were thrilled to have Vertigo back, but in the way that they're doing it, this feels like 90s Vertigo. Remember that shit? Where you just threw out the wackiest ideas in the world and everybody paid to get in because they're like, I got to see what the hell's going on here. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it, it feels like that, um, like the period beginning of hundred bullets, you know, Lucifer hundred bullets, yes. like, you know, post Sandman sort yes. of stuff like in that yeah. really Fables interesting, and the losers and, you know, all those different books like that. Oh yeah. Everybody wanted to build their own little self-contained universe because they read Sandman and went, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I want to do that. I want to do that, but I'm going to do it in, you know, a conspiracy government conspiracy world, or I'm going to do it in, you know, uh, a, a place where all half the population is dead and there's only one dude left on the earth, you know, shit like that. Right. <laughs> you know, which one are you most yeah, excited it, it, for? Um, I think the, um, what's it? American carnage. That, is that the, uh, yeah. the, the, the Brian Hill book that looks fantastic. And I love Leandro Fernandez, the artist. Love that guy. Yeah. That, that's the, when I saw it's like Brian Hill, like I'm enjoying the, uh, the Michael Cray book and, um, and I, there was something else that he wrote that I liked that I can't, Oh, postal. I like, you know, I, I kind of postal was. was reading postal, but when I saw Leandro Fernandez, I was like, okay, yeah, no, no problem. hundred percent. So this one is described as a thrilling crime saga where disgraced FBI agent Richard Wright, who is biracial, but can pass for white goes undercover in a white supremacist group believed to be responsible for the death of a fellow agent. Well, that sounds like it might be a little intense. <laughs> yeah, and it, it seems kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of, in, it might be that uh, the scalp kind of itch. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of, go, you know, getting involved in stuff you probably shouldn't be involved in because you can kind of fit. Totally. Um, but Hill, Hill said on, on Twitter that he actually went and met with, like, white supremacists and, like, interviewed them and, oh, you know, kind of got in their heads a little bit. And he is, you know, Why would you you know yourself? a person of color, and that is super dangerous and crazy and, yeah. and he's like really committed it, it sort of like fascinated him the whole like racism thing and so he had um an idea and i think it sounds really cool and i hope it goes more than you know seven issues yeah i agree i'm super excited for these but and i'm glad to see dc doubling down and saying this is vertigo and giving it the vertigo stamp it's going to be dc vertigo there's no more questions we know which books are adult and a little scarier we know which ones are in the superhero universe and just go from there. It's great to have her to go back. Yeah, and, and in that sort of, uh, you know, in that sort of uh, uh, amalgam, whatever. Amalgamation. It, it, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, because they, they tried to 
tried to kind of revisit Vertigo in a couple different ways, but they you know, like it. they needed to fully embrace it. Yeah, again, they half-assed it. They took ver- the Vertigo, you know, like a uh, title yeah, off of books. Right, they plop it on every once in a while and be like, eh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. it was. Su- I think they almost went through a thing where they were afraid that Vertigo wasn't selling and it was almost poisonous as an idea. So let's just make right. everything DC. Well, I kind of like when it closed down the first time, wasn't it kind of? kind of messed up the way it was done like th- that one gal was in charge of vertigo for the longest Berger. time yeah. and then like karen Berger, yeah they just kind of all like sh- slammed the doors on them well they didn't really tell her it yeah. was like they were like we're relaunching you know everything dc oh, and, and yeah. she was like no, what about like, vertigo karen, they're like we'll get karen to you <laughs> karen Berger retired from dc and then shelly bond took took over vertigo mm. and then they fired shelly bond that's right that's right um, and like Shelly Bond was like Karen Berger's right hand woman. She had been with the, she had been with Vertigo since the beginning and she had the chance to take it over and, and kind of reinvigorate it. And DC entertainment was like, nah, and they let her go. And now she's at IDW doing that black, uh, black crown. And it's really good. Mm. I really like all those black crown books. Brian, what do you want to see from this? What do you need from Vertigo? Um, you know, because it was one of these things where they were going to announce it and who knows what they were going to come up with. And I think it's a really wide, like I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised where they, cause there's a bunch of people, you know, that I've never heard of, mm-hmm. um, which isn't necessarily a, a bad thing. Um, you know, and there's obviously people complaining that it's too, you know, social justice and all that stuff. But you know, those people have probably not read Enigma, you know, right. Um, yeah. Vertigo has always Peter been Milligan, about those like, same themes, you know, like it's, they've been doing like, lots of complicated gender and, you know, sexuality and, and weird, um, you know, different kinds of, of lifestyle stuff for decades. So, you know, to get the book, there's like a sex trade book, um, which I think looks pretty interesting. Um, and then, uh, Zoe Quinn, the, um, the Gamergate, um, victim, oh, writing yeah. a book yeah, with uh, yeah. Robbie Rodriguez. And I don't know, that seems like a, a pretty big lightning rod. And I, I kind of think it's a ballsy move. Yeah, I like they're leaning into it. And I like that. Like, yeah. bring it. All right, let's go. Let's right. start a fight. Well, take, That's what good comics chances. do. That's what good comics do. They should stir shit up. Mm. And that's what Vertigo used to do. It, it was like it was a place you went for books like Trans Metropolitan, who was like a middle finger, <clears throat> you know, to journalism and infotainment and shit, you know, the invisibles, which was just like straight up, like there's cross dressers in yeah. here and transsexuals Crazy. and like what? weird gay, Drugs. like drug themes. Like let's get into it. Let's get fucking weird, you know, and let's start yeah. some fights. I'm, I like it. It's ballsy. I mean, even the crown jewel, uh, Sandman dealt with stuff like that. Like, yeah. uh, like lesbian relationships and all sorts of like alternative lifestyle stuff. Yeah. I mean, we act like this shit just happened in the last five years where, you know, Marvel decided to make a character gay or something like, Oh, they turned nice man gay and it ruined everything. No, we've had gay characters in comics for years and years and years that, but it was like, that's where we went to get this vertigo. That was a, was supposed to challenge us. And I've always loved it for that. Yeah, no, it sounds it sounds good, and they're doing like one new book a month, and they're going to do a slow rollout. Yeah, um, and then they also have the the Sandman spinoff books, which is like if you're looking for something, you know, it's hard because you think like oh, traditional Vertigo, but what does that mean? You know, I mean, hundred bullets could not be further from Sandman. Right. Yeah. But they're exactly. Both like, traditional you know, Vertigo. There's doesn't really forty mean more anything. issues of hundred bullets than than Sandman, and you know they're 
very different, but equally, I mean, I think hundred bolt is better than Sandman, but, um, you know, oh like, man, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm not there. There, I don't, I can't, it's, I, I mean, I've read Sandman twice all the way through. Okay. Um, I, I until the, uh, the kindly ones, which is volume nine, I think the art is mostly terrible. Really? Um, and yeah. Oh, it's really, really, I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's it is kind of all over pretty, the place. It is all oh, over the place. Really, I'm not going to say terrible, but it's definitely all over the place. Well, every arc is a different artist. Really, for the most really part. verbose and, you know, like oh, full yeah. of purple prose. And I'm like, ooh. but then the <laughs> tiny ones, it, it kind of, it's like one big thick volume. And I was like, oh, all right, this is like, it's kind of coming together. And then, I mean, then the wake is the end, but um, that has, I can't, I'm, I'm blanking on who did the art on that, but it was Michael Zuli. Um, yeah, it was Michael Zuli. Yeah, Brian, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got another call coming um, in here, so I got to cut you off, buddy. I apologize. Yeah, but thank you. Have a, good, have a good one. You too. Thanks, Brian. See ya. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who dis? JD got a catch. JD. JD. You're catchy, actually in catchy, third catchy. today. Yeah, Can you believe this? It's the magic number, yeah, though. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to rap about today, brother? Uh, well, you know, I, I don't want to bring things down too much, but uh, the most significant thing on my mind today, I think, is uh, is the passing of Anthony Bourdain. Oh, yeah. Yesterday. Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, you know, that just sucks. That just totally yeah. sucks, especially for a guy. And not it's not like he was a wreck, but like he definitely had a rough life and went through some shit and mm-hmm. got it together. Yeah. And more recently, yeah. like was super close with his girlfriend who was very active in the Me Too movement. He was calling mm-hmm. people out. He was really hitting his stride with the show. And then like out of nowhere, man, it just goes to show you like how fucking gnarly depression is. I mean, it's yeah, a it's disease. Insidious. It's, it is an yeah. absolute disease. And anybody who doesn't think so is just wrong. And don't oh, yeah. And, and, and I think bringing up that Me Too movement thing, I think is significant because I was trying to figure out you know, I've seen a lot of things online about what Anthony Bourdain meant to them and everything else. And I think for me, more than anything else, I, I got invested in watching him at a time where I was kind of figuring out who I was. And in lieu of everything that's happened recently with Weinstein and all that bullshit, I think Bourdain was a shining example of how to be yeah. a really hyper-masculine guy without being toxic. Right. Absolutely. It's, you know, because he, he yeah, as corny as it is to say, I mean, there's a certain certain part of Bourdain that taught me what it was to be a guy. Yeah. And not be a bro dude that was, you know, fucking horrible. He was just, you know, he was he was cranky and curmudgeonly, but he was never mean. Right. And like yeah. he, he and drank the, too the much and he smoked cigarettes, <laughs> but he wasn't a mess. You know, I mean. Yeah, exactly. And he, and if he was a mess. It was like he lived his life by trial and error, but he always learned, you know, and it was his job to make the mistakes for us. Right. Right. And be the guy that came out of like that cesspool and learned how to be an adult and still maintain, you know, like hold on to your weirdo sensibilities and be that weird guy that can go out and make his life the way he wants it. And it's just awful. It's just awful. Yeah, to he, see was a guy, guy like that he was a guy who could be proud about climbing to Mount Kilimanjaro on a right. pack of Marlboro Reds and then all be proud of that and also admit it was a bad idea. Well, and <laughs> on the other side of this, and it's just someone I don't know as well, but like the passing of Kate Spade, that hit my wife yeah. really yeah. hard. My wife too. Yeah. Because Kate Spade was a very similar person in the sense where like she did it the hard way. She stuck to her guns. She, she ran her own company and shit. She was not a mess. 
She was always like smart and funny, but also a bit of a bitch when she needed to be. And mm-hmm. then out of nowhere, you know, hangs herself. What the hell? She actually went to the, she actually went to the same high school as my wife. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. St. Teresa's Academy in Kansas City. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I yeah, guess everybody goes. That, uh, everybody goes to high school somewhere. Her very you know? first, her very first line of handbags. Uh, there was a, a model that had a tartan print on it, and it was the skirt from their school uniforms. Oh, nice, that's funny. That's awesome. Yeah, but just, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I just thought I'd bring up Tony because it's comics related too. Because you know, I know a lot of people weren't really big on Hungry Ghosts, but I don't think any of us can deny how brilliant get Jiro was. Oh yeah. No. And, yeah, and for you know. Bourdain to like cross over and do shit like that, it just, it showed mm-hmm. like what a personality it was and he wasn't afraid of anything. Yeah. You know, I was mean, like, yeah, fuck really it. Let's, let's too. write some fucking, you know, food comics. Let's do this. <laughs> I, I did not care for hungry ghosts at all. I thought it was terrible, but the spirit of what they were doing is really fun. And I'm glad that they went for it at least, you know, Kyle. Well, Fox. Yeah, and I think it's also presented a bunch of stuff too. I mean, I, not so much, but it, it kind of started a thing. I mean, you know, cause we've had chew and then we've had uh starve yeah. and uh, there's a, there's another one out that just came out recently. Uh, flavor. Uh, flavor. I think it's called. Yeah. Flavor. Yep. Flavor. I zombie. I would argue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle Fox in the chat says uh, Bourdain also taught us that people who are different aren't scary. Yeah. Which yeah. is a really important thing, uh, especially today, especially in this country. Yeah. Well, and I think also on the other side of that, uh, you know, as for as much as, as significant as was as he went to other countries and sat with people of different cultures. I think he also taught us in a couple instances in the States that it actually takes more strength to sit down with someone you consider an enemy and have a meal with them than it does to fight with them in the instance of what he did with uh, Ted Nugent. Absolutely. Absolutely. The fact that he he admitted at the beginning of the episode, he's like, look, I I disagree with this guy pretty much across the board. I don't agree with anything he believes in or anything he says, but – you know, they could still sit down and have barbecue and a beer. Right. Punching people and screaming at them is not how you change anyone's mind. Or chasing no, them off no, of no. social media. And it's actually yeah, or chasing them off of social media or whatever. And have a meal with them. Yeah. Yeah. It is much braver to sit down and say, let's have a dialogue. We know we don't disagree. Yeah. Let's see if there's some place we can come together and try and understand yeah, I mean, a little bit of each other, you know? Have any of you seen his uh, web series he did uh, in in correlation with uh, Balvenie whiskey called Raw, uh, Raw Craft? No. no, no, I have not. Yeah, this that's really cool. It's about fourteen episodes, I think, of uh, like little twenty minute YouTube episodes nice. of him going to different uh, people that make things by hand. Oh, cool! I'll have to give that a and, watch. Uh, yeah, there's a like the second or third episode is uh, this guy who's a tailor in upstate New York, and he met and Tony explains he he met the guy in like 1998 in a, in a bar in a subway station in New York, and he got to talking to him, and the guy's like he's a boxer and he's an ex-military, and you know he's just this tough guy. Oh, but he also spent 12 years apprenticing with Italian tailors to make handcraft bespoke suits. Sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. And, okay. And it's all about, and so Tony goes to this guy and gets fitted for a suit and the suit 
is going to take um, nine months to make. Damn. <laughs> Jesus. Damn. And it's a babies are born in that fucking time. My God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can grow a whole person but in nine months. Yeah, yeah it's just stuff like that. I mean, uh, you know, there's an episode where he goes to this couple that make uh, cast iron skillets out of recycled uh, brake pads. Oh, cool. Or brake rotors. Wow, that's really yeah, cool. Just little stuff like that, and it's really cool because he goes really deep into. You know, he does the Tony Bourdain over overdub thing where he talks about you know. You know, these are the people who do things the hard way, the stupid way. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's because they're obsessed. Yeah, they were crazy people like yeah, him. And that's what he loved. He loved crazy people. And he surrounded yeah, himself yeah. with crazy people because they were the most interesting and they were doing all this cool, crazy shit. And yeah, we really mm-hmm. lost someone important. We really. And, yeah. I think, I, when I this, think this is a lot when you, when you watch online and you see that, uh, you know, our resident in chief, uh, said, you know, oh, you know, you know, my, my condolences to the loss of Tony Bourdain. He was a real character. Yeah. And then right after that, you see, you know, Barack Obama reminisces about having a meal with Anthony Bourdain in Vietnam. Yeah. And that, yeah. that He's sitting on tiny plastic <laughs> stools, drinking beer in Han- Hanoi. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Like absolutely awesome. You know, like that was one of the yeah. best episodes and not just cause I'm like a bleeding heart liberal or whatever, but because we had a president that can sit down and have a meal and just be a guy. And Donald Trump yeah. is supposed to be just like you and me. He says whatever's on his racist, uh. stupid fucking mind, you know, like, fuck you, fuck you. Like, I don't know. I I've never, ever actually eaten KFC in a private plane. <laughs> I well, I would argue most people that have private planes have not. So, <laughs> so, but I have sat on a bar stool and eaten noodles and had a, and drank Japanese beer. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sounds like a good way to spend this afternoon. That sounds really good. We might do that after. Like, this. Yeah, so I'm gonna have a drink when, here in a little bit because I've been off drinking for a week. So fair enough. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Enough of that when, sober crap. Jesus. <laughs> When something like this happens, you know, everybody kind of like celebrity death is weird. It is because people react very strongly about people that they didn't really know. And mm. I, some of it's genuine and, and like very heartfelt. Like I, uh, I saw all the responses about the Bourdain thing this week or yesterday, I guess it was just yesterday. Yeah. Um, and everybody was mourning him for something different. Right. Uh, and like, that's the kind of guy he was. And mm-hmm. it's important to remember that even the people in our lives that look strong are going through some shit. Oh yeah. Right. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's desperately yeah. important for us, for each other to let each other know that like, Hey, I love you. You have value. You are needed. Yeah. You know, I'm here for you. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, by with, you, I'm with, holding your hand. At the end like of the Bourdain, day, all your heroes presented. are still fighting their own. We only battles, see what we only see what's gone on TV. We only see what's gone through the editing room. Yeah. Well, and even and, with the people that we know, we only see what they want us to see. 
Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, we you all know, have our we have to fucking yeah. prop each other up because we're all we have. The exception of that being the Kardashians. Yeah, except for yes. the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. <laughs> anyway, Wolverine's got hot claws now. That's fucking dumb. Yeah. Right? What the fuck, man? Uh, Why does Wolverine need hot, hot claws? claws? His new thing is like yeah. when he do comes they just back, heat up or do they flame up? Well, we don't know. All they said I think was they heat up Wolverine's like, coming like back. Like a knife to the fire. And sometimes oh, man, like when he pops his claws, they can get really hot. What is that? That's a direct quote from the writer of the comic. That's book. what he said. That's a quote. I really, I really uh, want him. I really, really flipped. want him to be just trolling the fuck out of us. Yeah, I kind of hope this is. I really this is want like that to be a, just a big troll. I hope this is Deadpool two shit where they showed us X Force in the fucking trailer and we we're like, oh <laughs> man, really? That's what we're gonna get? And then you go to the movie and we're like, nope, you're not getting that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want still to, feel like the, I hope I still, they leak. I don't know how, but I, I want still to feel leak. like the death of X Force. Oh God. was also a direct comment on Infinity War. Oh yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> it definitely was. Like we can kill everyone in our movie too. Yeah, <laughs> I want him to leak like artwork of Wolverine with like glowing red claws, like they did. slicing oh, the Hulk oh, in half. Man. You know, they, like, they released the? a cover by Adam Kubert that is that is like. Uh, uh, red hot claws slicing through that the background. Just, that just makes me think of no nose bone claw Wolverine. Yeah, Adam Cooper oh, artwork. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Why bring that up to me? Oh yeah, don't forget the do rag, baby. I, I know. I actually <laughs> like. I actually like some of the bone claw Wolverine. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the idea behind the bone claw. I never had problems okay. with the bone claws, but it was when I, he devolved. I, I had problems the, with the, the devolved with the, with the goofball that he became. Yeah. Was it was too when they much. when they ripped the adamantium out of him and it turned him into a fucking caveman. Like, yeah, wh- why not just turn him into a dragon while we're at it? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because I like the idea of him being vulnerable and being breakable. Sure, and. And you know, going I, crazy. I, I would have been cool if they would have stuck with that. By I mean, all when, means. He goes crazy name, because of it. And he's, uh, he's nuts. Wolverine villains ever broke his claws? Yeah, we've seen him break Stop his claws. Oh, hey. We have seen him break his claws. Speaking uh, of Wolverine. Well, no, I was talking about when, when he had bone claws. Right, yeah. right after the adamantium was extracted and he fought Cyber for the first time. Yeah. And there's that scene where he stomps on his hand and then stomps on the claws. Yeah. And shatters oh, yeah. Them. yeah. The Larry Hama and the Larry Hama run on Wolverine is, is a pretty good read, except for the fucking dog face shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have a feeling that that wasn't Hama's idea. Somebody at Marvel's like, "What if Wolverine mutated into a dog man?" Yeah, yeah. Did anybody uh, uh, did anybody listen to the Wolverine podcast on Stitcher? No, there's a ten no, part Wolverine audio podcast. Yeah, right. And I heard it's but it's good. on Stitcher Premium, so I think you have to pay for I it. I know you do, but I just didn't know if somebody oh, somebody that. jumped on it. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm you, on Stitcher you got Premium. Thor and Oak and Shield is Wolverine, dude. Yeah, that yeah. alone makes me want to listen to it. I I have the premium. I just have not listened to it. Okay, because there's part of me that's, that's like that's in my notes. That's like, like one what thing. What part I've been of my day about. am I going to be like? You know what I want to do? I want to listen to a Wolverine audio book. Audio, it's audio drama, baby. Come on. I mean, I, you, do you think of Thorn Oak and Shield? I think I still think of him as Guy of Gisborne from the BBC Robin sure, Hood. Sure, yeah, man, yeah, I loved that BBC Robin Hood, man, because man, that really gave you a Maid Marian who was like, I am not a Maid Marian. You know, like I didn't see it. Wimpy, right. Maid. She like, was not a helpless, yeah. Oh, yeah. damsel in distress. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. She also wasn't real thin either. Which no, is yeah, she was. She was. Like she BBC had a little stuff better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who was made Marion in the in the you know, oh man the old Robin Hood movie? Um, 
Which, which one? Robin which which Prince old of Thieves? Robin? Prince of Thieves. <laughs> Prince um, of Thieves. Costner. Uh, oh, the curly, yeah, yeah, yeah. curly Antonio or whatever. Elizabeth, uh, Mary Elizabeth, yeah, yeah, Master yeah, Antonio. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she wasn't yeah. helpless. She was tough, man. Either was Kate yeah. Blanchett in the uh, in the um, uh, the Gladiator. Yeah. Robin Hood. The Gladiator Hood. Oh, the, yeah. What are we uh, What are we thinking yeah, about Russell this new Robin version? Hood with uh, Eggsy from Kingsman? Okay, man. Yeah, listen, the new one. I'll go see it. I'll go see it because look. I love that crap, right? Like yeah. I, I love that crap. Yeah. So I'll go see it. Uh, I I don't know. I I'm not, I don't care. I mean, he he looks like he's pulling off like legless Hawkeye bullshit is what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, I guess if there's ever a time where you can do Robin Hood and make it look absolutely fucking amazing, now is this time. It is. I just feel yeah, like I every don't. time they relaunch Robin Hood, they've got to like. And King level Arthur, up, it's like it's level like up too, the action. Yeah, like everything's like, parkour bullshit now. Oh no, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, He's got a crossbow that fires like five arrows at a time. I don't know. Well, yeah, man, just okay. Like Leonardo, Di- Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> is producing this, and the guy that directed Peaky Blinders is your director. This conversation has gone all over the place. I know. We go. We yeah. this, is, this is great. I love it. I'm fine with this. So, but, but everybody behind yeah, this new Robin like, Hood sounds cool. Everyone, and I like yeah. the kid that played Eggsy. He was great. And he's British. What do you need? Come on. All right, we got a call <laughs> coming in here, call. JD. That was a wild adventure. It was. Thank yeah, you for man, taking thanks us, for leading us all that. <laughs> Thank you for calling Teach and Cover to Color. Caller, is this Zach Hollowell? This is Zach Hollowell. Hey, it. it says he's watching right here. <laughs> what do you want to rap yeah. about today, buddy? I'm watching. Um, I just wanted to talk about something that I find really annoying, and I kind of wanted to get you guys to take on it. Yeah. Um, so have you seen anything on this new Thundercats cartoon? Yes. Yes. Just an image. Ha- okay. Here's my thing. Like, I, you know, I'm on a lot of the cartoon forums and stuff like that because, you know, that's what I love. There's these guys who are like bitching about it. Left yeah, and right. yeah, like it's yeah, the yeah. worst yeah. thing in the world. Fans are horrible. It's, Fans are horrible. I've said it for years. Their childhood. I've said it for years. It's, it's ruining, ruining their, their childhood. childhood. And I think the word they're missing is childhood. Yes. Yeah. They can't let go of the fact this is made for kids. Yes. They never grew Not up. Every yeah, nerd thing has to be it, made dude. for your, you know, 38 year old ass. Okay. Let me, let Everything me set you this. love has been destroyed. Everything. Let, let me set this take for everybody who doesn't know. There is a Thundercats reboot that's coming and the new Thundercats looks very cartoonish, like sort it's of Steven like right universe. It's right in line with like yeah. Steven universe, right. gravity falls. Yeah. It's done by the Steven universe company. Right. And they're going to, and they're going heavy on comedy and I'm sorry, but I think it looks like a blast. Yeah. man. Yeah. I'll, I'll it's watch it. Thundercats roar. And right. you can actually find the opening intro uh, because when they announced it, the guy was like, everybody knows that the best part of the original of every 80s cartoon is the intro. Absolutely. And so they released the intro for Thundercats Roar and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I'll have to go check right. it out. I haven't seen that. And I'm sorry, but there is no treasure trove of Thundercats storytelling out there that Thundercats anyone is, shitty is poisoning. It was not a good cartoon. It just right. wasn't. Okay? I like the, I like yes, the cool you know anime me, you know remake. I'm a huge He-Man fan. He-Man was a shitty cartoon. Yes, it was terrible. It's terrible. Look, I, like, I was a huge fan of Mask, and as an adult, I bought a bootleg of like the complete 
mask or whatever on VHS. Not that we condone that. That show is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. You regretted it These were bad cartoons. Yeah. Now, what's important is they remind us of a time in our life when we were younger nostalgia, and man. there was magic and nostalgia there. There is none of that nostalgia for kids today if you show them these exactly. old shitty cartoons. Yeah, right. They're not going to like, put them, you know, Dad, I, that's not really my thing, but putting myself in your shoes back in the 80s, I can see <laughs> how it was magic for you. Like, fuck off. I can't wait for my kid to destroy everything that I love when he watches it for the first time and be like, good God, Dad. <laughs> this hey, this hey, whole this idea about childhoods you, getting ruined is she complete she, nonsense. I think she's gonna like, be nobody came Halloween. to your that's house and destroyed that's your awesome. Thundercats DVDs or put your toys right. in the furnace. You still have your shitty Thundercats cartoon. Yeah, right. man. And honestly, when George Lucas came back and said, you know what? Uh, Anakin's handsome young guy now in uh, when he's a ghost. And Han shot second. Like that didn't destroy your memories of the original Star Wars. No. Though we did bitch about it. Don't it, get me wrong. Oh, it pissed me off. But yeah, I didn't be like, upset, oh, but... they ruined everything. <laughs> yeah, it's just like. Grow up. Your stuff is safe. Your memories it's are still safe. There. Let somebody yeah. else enjoy it. It's now. still there. You can watch it right. in the format you originally watched it. You can still go back and watch it or read it or right. whatever. Or, or you know what? If you want, you know, the, your old school Thundercats, there was a great relaunch they did on Cartoon Network yeah, a few years back. And it was fucking awesome. Oh, well, the, the anime thing, one the where. The same guys will bitch. The same guys who are bitching about the new one will bitch about that. Yeah. For like. They, com- they complained about that one too. They're like, well, they're they're not getting everything straight with the background and the way. Shut it the was fuck awesome, up. dude. <laughs> yeah, Lionel Lino was a teenager. It was yeah, rad. Yeah, I loved it. it Whenever I think about, this, don't get me wrong. There's great the like educational I remember the stuff episode. Of the hold on, hold on. We're everybody, hold on. Everybody, hold on. everybody talk. Everybody talk. Wait. King Arthur. <laughs> time out. Everyone is talking at the same time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, go. Well, it comes down to this for me. There's great educational stuff for kids. Yes. You know, there's plenty of that. But if I want to sit my kid down and watch, like, say, a Batman cartoon, there isn't a fucking lot of it, like when I was a kid. Yeah. Let kids have something. Yes. If you don't want your kids growing up lame, give them something cool to watch that's for kids. Right. Don't and- talk to them like they're kids, but give them something that takes itself. You know, hey, this, here's your Thundercats. It's for you. Totally. It's fine. Totally. And you and we've got our own Thundercats. Same with fucking He-Man or anything else, or female versions of the Ghostbusters or whatever. We have our thing. This is a new thing. If you don't like it, you don't have to. But no one exactly. is doing it as an insult specifically to you because you're not that fucking special, and no yeah, one cares you about are you. Not that important. Right. Like, you, <laughs> you, you think individual. this guy making the new Thundercats cartoon doesn't also love the original Thundercats? Right. 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 No, I, I think we're okay. all on board here for it. I think we're all okay. So, and let me let me quickly quickly mention one more thing that drove me crazy. Is it okay to give ho- solo spoilers at this point? Full Are on. Okay yes. With that? yes, absolutely. We're in. Okay, so I loved Lando's droid. Yeah, I did. Lando's too. droid. So did Lando. Gets blown up. Right. Mm-hmm. Bang it right. Gong. Exactly. All I've seen online from these like sort of alt right, like you're ruining Star Wars fans, is like. So many of them are bitching about him getting super upset about his droid dying. Dude, if R2-D2 got blown up, yeah. you think Luke wouldn't do the same fucking thing? No, absolutely. How many times was he like, R2, no! You know, and like freaking exactly. out. Or like when C-3PO was in pieces and he was like, oh my. And like, that was an image. That, when that we upset kids, Chewbacca. Chewbacca was pretty bummed and out And we about saw C-3PO ripped C-3PO. into pieces. That upset 
that upset everyone in the theater. We were just like, oh, God, you know, like that's yeah. this is bad. <laughs> I mean, fuck off. In the movie, the whole theme was she was programmed to like be a person and it worked so well that Lando fell in love with her. Yes, right. he should be upset when she blows up. Yes, he should care about the Millennium Falcon inherently because her consciousness is in it. You know, like right. it makes fucking sense. Do you get bummed out when you when your dog gets sick and your dog passes? Right. It's you know what I mean like is your dog a person? No, no, my dog's. But an your idiot. dog has a personality. Your dog <laughs> is uh, someone that you love and care for. Why can't you do that with a robot? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen that brought up just countless times, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, we also like, have to take into account like their experiences with their androids, and maybe it wasn't the same. You know, I mean, well, maybe they grew up is, with androids. They have, maybe android they have doll? a they have a real doll, and they don't really love their real doll. <laughs> yeah. They just like to screw their real doll. The real doll has no personality. Yeah, mm-hmm. she has no personality. She's just, you know. Yeah, don't take your real doll bullshit out on Solo. It's Maybe <laughs> they're mad that their real doll rose up and started a real doll Maybe. revolution. Maybe. You know, That's a different free movie. all the other sex dolls. That's Battle Angel Alita. It's coming soon. Uh, all, my, all my fake girls are acting like real girls. I can't take it. <laughs> oh, no, not real girls. Uh, uh, real girls are the worst. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got you, so I get no lip. But anyway. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Zach, always good to talk to you, buddy. Good to talk to you, boys. Have a good show. All right. Bye, Zach. We're doing a lot of, like, social justice warrior bitching uh, today. Listen to uh, us. Let me tell you. This is libtard cuck bullshit. We've been just, like, spraying all over the internet. I w- okay, I was going to say, man, I, I think one thing they could have done to make people maybe like Solo a little bit more or get excited for it and want to go see it is if they would have secretly had Harrison Ford okay. and Billy D. Williams okay. like sitting around playing a Sabak game for old time's sake and talking about the first time they met. And then like the whole movie's a flashback. Oh, so it's oh, like it's like, like that episode of Young Indiana Jones. You remember that? Yeah, time. yeah. Or be like, hey man, let's play for the Falcon again. And then that's how you end the you know, credits roll. We're right. gonna play again. Put the Falcon on the line. Yeah, Blam! like one last time yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. That could have been fun. It would have been kind of Now, fun. and I don't know if any of this is true, and I apologize to uh, Billy D's family if I'm, like, muckraking here, but the word is that he's not very healthy, and they wanted oh. to bring him in to do some things, and And close his character out, maybe, or something. he's not capable of doing it. Okay, that. yeah. So. Yeah. All right. I, now, and I don't know if that's true, or Billy D was just like, fuck y'all, I'm busy having sex and drinking malt but, liquor. You know, I mean. Donald Glover did meet with Billy D. Williams. Yes. So, I don't know if that's true. No, but like, I, he wasn't around on the set and stuff like that, so yeah. I don't know. But I mean, he is decrepit. Yeah. He's an old man. Right. He's an old dude. And he's not as uh, well upkept as Harrison Ford. Who is also in terrible condition. <laughs> Let's not get ourselves. No, Harrison Ford is healthy. Harrison Ford is not healthy. Harrison Ford broke his fucking leg because he was drunk when they were filming the last Star Wars film. <laughs> yeah, but and that it doesn't was mean not, he's not healthy. It just means that he got not drunk and tripped. During a stunt either. He was walking out of his RV. <laughs> okay. The dude walked out walked away from a plane crash a few years ago. That doesn't mean anything. He got lucky. Yeah, the you dude know? is as healthy as a horse. He uh, just had an accident. Have a good look at Harrison Ford and you say that again. <laughs> he's old. What do you want from him? He's wretchedly old and he's a drunk. The other You're thing that uh, I was hoping they would secretly do with uh, Solo is introduce 
Jackson and uh, Amazia oh. Fox train. The rabbit. Yeah, and, yeah, the rabbit and the girl, the the uh, whitehead girl, oh, Amazia. Yeah. That would have been rad. Could have introduced them into the cinematic universe proper. I get why people are bitching about Solo. I totally do. Um, I liked it. I had fun with it. I'm not saying it was a masterpiece. I'm giving it a strong C plus to a B on Star Wars grading. You know what I mean? No, come on. C plus, no. It's a good movie. It's a good, fun movie that has some flaws. I'm not saying it's not. There was just some shit that we did not need, like the way he got his name, how he got his gun. Like They they spoon-fed us a bunch of shit that we just didn't need to do. You didn't For some reason, the gun, the gun the thing I didn't mind, but the 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 naming thing that was, was eye rolling. Yeah, yeah, there was some, you know, and I mean, the Chewbacca thing. Like, there was a lot of it. No way, I'm like, gonna say that whole name all the time. You know, you just start calling him Chewie. It's a nickname. Like we didn't one day be like, we're tired of calling you Jared Savitas. You're gonna be hmm, Wooly Toots. You know, like no, <laughs> there are no origins for nicknames. Nicknames just fucking happen. You know. <laughs> yeah, because I did get asked one time, what is the origin of Wooly Toots, and I was like, there isn't one. Yeah, it is. What I it just is. thought it was funny. Right. I mean, there's an origin for my nickname, Crackpipe, which is kind of funny, <laughs> but that's one of the rare exceptions. So we'll you see. You have a lot. Also, Snakebite. Snakebite. That was another one. Yeah. You have a lot of nicknames, and they all have a story. I've led a bunch of lives. When I was Snakebite, I had an eye patch, and I lived in Asia. That's not true. Yeah. It was like Madripoor. <laughs> when you were Snakebite, we were yeah. sequestered patch. in a fish-smelling, empty bay selling comic books <laughs> off of a picnic tables. That's true. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, I also don't buy the fact that Han Solo didn't already have a last name. Yeah. Just because he didn't know his family. You know, and all they had to do, there's a real simple fix. He walks up, and they're like, are you traveling by yourself? And he's like, oh, it appears that way now. I'm like, right, Solo, you know, whatever. And they write it in the wrong fucking, they write it in the wrong thing on the form. They accidentally write it next to his name. And his name, his name is Han, you know, Bigglesworth or whatever. And he gets on the plane and they're like, right, Han Solo, this way, you know. And he's like, uh, that's not my name. And realizes, well, wait a minute. Now I get a chance cool one, yeah. to fucking disappear and be a whole new person. I can push my past behind me because of a clerical error. And I'm finally in... And they think I'm someone that I'm not, and I can go join the Empire and try and be a pilot and all this shit. That's all they had to do. That's all they had to fucking do. A clerical error is how he got his name. And what sense does it make that later on, this dumb made-up last name for him is the name they decide to give Ben Solo instead of Ben Organa, when Organa is like a royal name, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nah, let's give him the one let's that... Give uh, the made-up name. Yeah, the Imperial the dude made up. Matt. Yeah. Come on, it's Mm-mm-mm. fucking dumb. <laughs> well, and like the way that the guy asked him, it's like, who are your people? Yeah, who are your people? Like, who the fuck... Ha- like... When you're at airport security, they don't ask you who your people are. Right. I just like, yeah, Nate, but you don't live what in an clan are you from? <laughs> right. You know, like, totally. I mean, I don't know. There was just some heavy handed yeah. shit they didn't need to do. And that takes it down in grade a little bit for me. I loved the movie. I thought it was very charming. It was a lot of fun. And like I said, it ramped up. And by the end, I was sold. That was it. Hey, right. we got some voicemails to get yeah, to. I had a good time watching it. All right. All right. I'm turning off the phone lines. Let's get to these voicemails. Let's Hopefully see. somebody answers the question of the week because yeah, I no don't shit. think anybody has. I know nobody. <laughs> yeah. I don't. To be honest, I don't even have an answer. Uh, I don't either, Joe. Willowaw's our first one. I kept thinking right? it was the opposite way around with this damn question. Uh, yes. No, Willowaw was last week. No. 
Yeah, Willow Wall was. Oh, last you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. So our first one is. We actually have two calls from Marcus. One that we missed last week, and one from oh, Monday. Oh, here you go. Right. You're gonna double double treat. All right, here we go. What do you got, Marcus? Marcus actually left the meatball. Moved on. It's because you left, bro. Could be. Hey, this is Marcus. Um, I was wondering why you guys think uh, the Green Lantern movie sucks. I'm, that's the movie that got me into comics, plus my friends. Um, so I'd like an explanation why it's just bad. <laughs> um, and Matt, sorry to hear about Mabel. Obviously, that's better. Okay, he's talking about Mabel has a sli- has a bulging disc and she's having trouble walking. So, yeah. oh, Mabel. Yeah, both our pugs are yeah, fucked they're... up right now. <laughs> it's, it's... Well, aren't pugs kind of born fucked up? I mean, yeah, they're not. It's Little not dogs like are a challenge. There was a proud evolution of pugs where they used to run on the Sahara and rake their claws <laughs> down their prey's back. No, man-made pugs, pugs, and because of that, they are fucked up. <laughs> so that's one thing. Marcus brings up a really good point. Every one of these. Why did the Green Lantern movie suck? No, not just that. I never saw it. I'm not going to go into that because it did suck and we all know why. But what I will go into is the fact that everybody's first comic book movie, every movie was a first comic book movie for somebody and they have a right to like it. Yeah. Same with comics. Every comic is somebody's first. Yes. And that was his, he was younger than us and he went to see the Green Lantern movie and he really liked it. I would tell you the reason it sucks or evidence that it sucks is the guy that was in it, Ryan Reynolds, admits it sucks. And the end of the Deadpool credits will concrete that argument for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That's what I heard. It just wasn't good. It was, another, it was another example of DC trying to do way too much in one movie. It's that simple. They did way oh, too I much. Oh, I don't think it was that. I just think that like the story had problems. The performances were lacking. Oh, yeah. The effects were pretty good. But we never had any time to care about anyone or anything because it moved. There was just way too fucking much. It moved pretty quick. Yeah. I only saw it the one time in the theater. And I remember when I left it at the time, I was like, that was okay. But then the more I thought about it, the more it was like, oh, no, it it was not good. I did not think it was okay. I was one that I walked out shaking my head. I never saw it because I don't need to watch every goddamn comic book, everything out there. I am not. Yes, you do, Jared. I'm not a slave to that shit. If you're going to be on this show, you are a slave to it. Well, I guess I. I'm leaving. <laughs> Bad news, buddy. <laughs> We're going to click right. your little anklet on, and every time when these God movies damn. come on, it starts beeping green at first, yeah. and then the longer you wait, it starts beeping red faster and louder. <laughs> Great. Great. All right. The That'll- next one uh, Marcus shot us was a basketball question. Basketball's over, so I'm going to skip that one. We're going to go to Nick Garcia. He actually answered the question. Oh, the- hey. Ooh, Dearest nerds, this is BS3 calling in with an answer to this the question of the week. Not- question of the week's <laughs> on uh, lighthearted uh, reexaminations of characters, and my answer actually came naturally when I heard Joe and Matt cover the the relaunch of the Challengers of the Unknown. Challengers of the Unknown are stupid, and I think we should all look at them <laughs> as stupid, stupid characters. Um, read page one of their origin story. The deal is their their ship crashes, and they walk away, and they're like, oh. We should have died, but we didn't. Guess we're living on borrowed time. Let's take up the challenge and seek out adventure. <laughs> All right, so, so that, 
makes no sense whatsoever. But then the next step that they do is they're like, yeah, let's, let's get, hey, let's get matching outfits. Let's have a, a headquarters on a volcanic island. We're really good at what, they, what we do. And they're not. They're not. They should be dead. Failed scientists, failed pilots, and they think that the fact that they walked away from a burning crash me- meant that they were really good at their jobs. Like, this should be a farce, and, and I think all readers should recognize it as such. But I don't think writers have. Writers have been treating these guys as if they're, they're serious explorers or, or something, instead of thinking of them as ego-driven idiots. I'm talking Johnny Bravo levels of ego here. That's how I want them to be written. Um, so that's my pitch for, for uh, a re-examination, a lighthearted re-examination of characters. Looking forward to hearing the rest. Adios, nerds. I have uh, never thought that. of it like that, but he's absolutely right. The Challenger of the Unknown, like, we're really bad at what they did. Uh-huh. <laughs> my favorite part, my favorite little bit about the Challengers of the Unknown is that uh, one of them, uh, the pilot, I believe, Ace Morgan, is like the grandfather of uh, Travis Morgan, the warlord. Oh, man. That's, really? That's, that's, I, a, yeah, that's a rad connection, so. actually. I didn't I like know that. that. I believe so. I believe that's true. They have the same last name, and I think that I read that that's true. Um, but yeah, it's. But I just find that completely hilarious. I would be heavy into a, a farcical challengers of the unknown. That would be fantastic. I would too. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> like, these guys are so bad at their fucking job. Why do they think they're good at it? <laughs> like they accidentally it's get like out of C-Lab. these situations and they're like, we did it. <laughs> like, yeah. No, you didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, I think any of those, I think any of those very silly Silver Age concepts would lend itself well to something like that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like the Sea Devils and yeah, Shining the Blackhawk. Well, Blackhawks are Golden Age, but like, well, Blackhawks are a little different because they were born out of World War II. But right, but like the Shining uh, Knight and shit. You know, like <laughs> I would love. In fact, that's my answer. I would like to see a Shining Knight, like done sort of like the Fisher King, where the oh, Shining yeah. Knight. Carries himself in this mm-hmm. ridiculous costume with like the old school Shining Knight costume, right? Where with like the bullet helmet and everything, and the chainmail and the gold sword, and he speaks in ridiculous Shakespearean poetry, you know, and like <laughs> thinks he's here to save everyone and everything. But he's secretly just a crazy person that was driven nuts by finding the actual Shining knight's sword yeah <laughs> like he was an archaeologist who dug it's like a hawkman type thing where like when digging through the ruins of whatever it discovered the shining knight's sword and it's a curse man it fucked him up <laughs> <laughs> like got, and every once in a while he's able to get away from it and he's like ah ah i don't want to live this life anymore it's like oh my god i'm back but he's forced to take up the sword like he's actually pretty good at what he does but he just acts like this ridiculous golden or like silver age shining knight character and like nobody can stand it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's my answer i have kind so, of a weak answer i guess now okay uh man thing okay right and, and the oh. ongoing joke is oh i actually burned him up <laughs> Like Man Thing's just trying to be everybody's buddy or right. something like that, and they're like, "Oh shit, holy shit, Man Thing!" And he like burnt, touches them, and they burn up. Oh no! Or they like turn around, and they're just like, "Oh, I didn't up. see you standing there!" And they burst into flames. <laughs> so he's like, "I didn't mean to scare you." Sorry, oh. I was just coming to visit the botanical gardens. I just wanted a Starbucks. Uh, they actually did kind of a lighthearted Man Thing uh, last year. It was written by R.L. Stein. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Uh, where like Man Thing wasn't great. Like he re- he re <laughs> he regained his ability to think and talk. 
like uh-huh. his his identity as Ted Salas like re- reasserted itself. Like and so he left Hulk. the swamp and went to Hollywood to make a name for himself as a movie monster. Oh my yeah. god, it wasn't great. Uh, I, I read the first issue and I really liked it. I didn't finish the miniseries though. I read it all. It wasn't great. It was. Fun. It was. It was pretty fun. It was fine. He could have had a crossover with Blue Devil from DC, and they could have been movie monster buddies. There you go. Blue Devil's oh, another completely ridiculous character Blue Devil. that they could <laughs> they could play on. I can't get the costume off. Yeah. It's like, does he stink? <laughs> you know, like, does, he blue smells, de- yeah, real bad. Does Blue Devil uh, just, like, smell like devil. hell? I always God thought the same it. about, like, the rhino and mm. Grizzly mm-hmm. as well. They're all characters that put on a costume and got stuck in it. It's like, well, if it fuses to their they, skin, then it just bathe? becomes their skin, right? I mean, then 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 they just sweat and stink like Is anybody else. Is that what else, happened but. to Grizzly, though? Like, the costume fused to his skin? It's like know. a fur rug. Yeah. Like, did the fur grow into him? Like the rhino costume is like literally fused to his yeah, body. Yeah, becomes okay. his skin. Except yeah. for his face. Yeah. Except for his face. Conveniently, right. not his face. You still um, want to like, be able to He's kiss. got no dick anymore. Yeah. It, like, how does Sorry. He, how does he pee yeah. and Does he poop? pee and poop anymore? I then, don't know. You know he doesn't like, have any... This is fused to his skin and he has no genitals. Does he take like the big giant These rhino dumps? These are questions we were never meant to answer. And he's not wearing rhino pants either. Mm. It's not like he's got like a rhino singlet on. R- Matt, rhinos don't wear pants. That's what I'm saying. But rhinos do have dicks but and buttholes. Please put a loincloth on, sir. <laughs> I, 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 I like guarantee a cool looking, like, there uh, are mammals you know. that have to pee and poop. So I'm not sure what's going on with the rhino there. <laughs> he became a Ken doll. <laughs> what a way to go. Joe Patrick, do you have an uh, answer? Boy, I don't know. I, I love it when they take serious characters and spin them like that. Like Mark Wade's Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Where they kind of removed him from the Hell's Kitchen, everything's the worst. And I just really like that, and I think my favorite interpretation, my favorite lighthearted interpretation of a semi-serious property is Teen Titans Go. And I would love for a book of like teen sidekicks that are just like completely idiotic, jokey weirdos. I mean, that's what Teen Titans Go is, though. Yeah, I know. That's that's what I love about it. He's and taking. He's saying take that formula and apply it to something. So you're else. saying I didn't think about this answer and I don't have a good one. I told. I said that already. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to reiterate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I think take the Teen Titans, take the Teen Titan, Titans, and make it a comedy book because most of these characters, if you really think about them, most of the original Teen Titans are pretty silly. I mean, you've got Aqua Lad and Speedy. You know, these are awful characters with ridiculous origins. So you Kid Flash has an origin that is identical to the Flash. So you want DC to do to the Titans what Marvel did to your new warriors. Look, man, that's where we're at, because the new warriors book might be fun. As I understand, you hate what Marvel did to Marvel to the new warriors. You hate it. Well, I don't love the Titans as much as I love they the New Warriors. They made the New so Warriors a, a lighthearted joke that you cannot stand. <laughs> and now you're saying, please do that to the Titans. Look, man, I'm old now, and I've said it before on oh, the show. God. I understand that these things move in cycles and that everyone's got a different interpretation of things. Just because they do a jokey version of something doesn't mean it's the permanent version. I'm very zen about it. All right, all right. Before, okay, we got to get out of here. But before we do, let's, why don't you uh, reset the new question of the week for these nerds to chew on i got it okay do i yep oh geez in the script 
where it always lives. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Prove it. The new question of the week comes from our main man, Wooly Toots. Hey. Wait, hey, what? That's you. Inspired by the cover to Alpha Flight 12, and one shall surely die. <laughs> what are your favorite cover blurbs? I love it. I, I already it. have my answer. Oh, good. This goes like hand in hand with my favorite, co- one of my favorite covers too. Bang so. a gong. There you go. Yeah, that's sweet, great, man. Everyone should Bang have one. Gong. I love it. All right, guys, what are we reading? What are we reading this weekend? Before we get out of here, quick like. Okay, dude, real quick. So I haven't been reading any comic books for uh, probably over a month because I've been deep in running the Tomb of Annihilation. So I've been reading that uh, D&D uh, book, hardcover book. Okay. Like getting way into it, reading all this like additional supplemental material that has been uh, produced by people in the Dungeon Masters Guild. Cool. And uh, so that's been like my mega focus. I even had Patrick Kavanaugh, super uh, super Aquaman, super fan, hunted down a novel that even takes place in Chult and oh, some, of the, some of the and, and a couple of the characters that appear in the module. That's so, fun. Like that's all I've been reading. Except I did. Take a minute to read the five issue Han Solo mini that came out what a couple years ago, three or four years ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I, because it's Solo month. It was really good. So I, so I read that. It, yeah, it was all right. It, it was, was really all right. good. It was, was that Charles right. Soul? Uh, no, it was written by a, a gal, wasn't it? And it was all about the uh, the dragon race with the dragon void or whatever right. they called that. Who wrote that? Uh, Hold on. And Mark Brooks drew it. Like the artwork was gorgeous. It wasn't too heavy on the nose, like. A photo reference, you know what I mean? But you could see that. Oh, Marjorie Liu. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was, yeah. I, I liked that. I read that. It was good. So that's it. So I'm still reading Tomb of Annihilation. That's it. Joe Patrick, what are you reading? Uh, I am trying to psych myself up to catch up on Detective Comics, uh, which I have not started yet because I spent two days reading th- 25 issues of Batman and it almost broke me. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> you broke but, the bat, Joe. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I want to get caught up on detective. Um, in the meantime, though, I am uh, 31 books deep into my marathon read of Terry Pratchett's Discworld series. Is that many freaking books? Damn. There are 44 did he, did books. he write them all or did other, somebody else take over? He wrote them all. Oh, jeepers, creepers. He, what a guy. One, the, the last one came out, and then he died of Alzheimer's. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I'm 31 books deep. I think there are 41 books, so I have 10 to go. How thick are those books, Joe? Um, well, I'm listening on audiobook. Okay, I have okay, Audible, okay. so okay, I'm, okay. Uh, I listen to them like, on the way to and from work. I just didn't know uh, if this is like a, uh, an opportunity to give a big old finger to those uh, uh, writers like... Uh, George R. R. Martin, who can't seem to fucking finish his fucking shit, and yeah, uh, George R. R. Martin. Hey, you've got you can't even get six books out, bro. Terry Pratchett put out. Yeah, 40. right. Yeah, yeah, come on, dude. Yeah, well, guess what? Yeah, Game Scoreboard, of Thrones ain't Terry no Pratchett. Discworld, bro. Who do you think's making the money right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scoreboard, <laughs> brother. That is true. <laughs> um, so the the books range. Uh, some of the more lighthearted books are like six or seven hours. Uh, but one of them was like thirteen hours. Okay. So, so they're, they're, they're pretty they're thick. lengthy. They're probably thick. They're probably about, yeah, 300. So. Cool. I've been uh, watching the 2000 AD ABC YouTube videos they've been putting out where they just like 
pick something out of 2000 AD and discuss it. Like I, I just, they did one on uh, Judge Death, and they give you this brief history of Judge Death, and then there's one on Strontium Dog, and, they, and it's just like this brief history of like the creators, where the character came from. They're so well put together. That's not reading, Matt. Well, time out. Okay. They inspired me. <laughs> they inspired me to pick up the Judge Dread case files, number one, which mm-hmm. is a big, sexy, thick reprint book okay. that starts all the way back to the beginning. And I've decided I'm going to buy all these Judge Dread case files, and I am going to Judge dig Dredd into it. it. Gonna do it. I'm doing it. I'm starting the beginning. Sweet. But if you have not seen those YouTube videos, you can go to 2008D's YouTube channel. They are so cool, and they really do get you excited about these characters, about the creators. And I have a big hole in my knowledge when it comes to British comic books. Mm. And a lot of my favorite creators came out of 2000 AD. They have Slain property, right? Yeah, they, they have do. Slain? Yeah. And there's a great ABC on Slain in there. I'll check it out. You should check I, it out. I dig. Uh, the Beasley Slain, I really thought It's got was me all excited. Badass. I want to go in and want to see where this shit came from. That's what I'm reading. So there. Cool. All right. Wow. So we're so going to get there. out of here. Thank you to everybody that called in and played. Today was a roller coaster of a show, man. We were up, it we was, were down. Yeah, it was a thing. We were all around. We did not keep our head and arms inside the vehicle at all times. It was no, dangerous. I think I lost a limb. <laughs> well, in the meantime, nerds, call us, 402-819-4894. Leave us a message. Maybe you read a comic. Maybe you played a video game. Maybe you had a crazy role-playing session last night. We want to hear about it on this show. You can leave us a message at any time. You can send us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. We will play it. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. But for now, though this is the three-headed nerd signing off, yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>